You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello and welcome to the Break a Bat podcast where baseball meets Broadway. An attempt to show that my two favorite mediums don't have to live in such separate worlds and maybe even break some stigmas. We're happy to have you with us. Now let's play ball. Hello and welcome to Break a Bat. I'm your host, Al Malafronte, returning to my home field tonight, the Broadway Podcast Network Studios. It is good to be back in the batter's box. Uh, we took the show on the road last week over at CBS, which was great. Got to hang out with Al Dukes. Uh, but there's always something special about playing here on Broadway. And I think if you're a Broadway fan, especially within the past 15 years or so, uh, there's certain shows out there that are just synonymous with what makes this so great. And I'm not talking about the Break a Bat podcast. <laughs> You know, I think back at the root of my love for this medium, which I've alluded to a little bit in the past. It was right in the heart of junior high uh, while I was actually participating in theater at school with uh, the incredible support of my parents. Uh, While I had obviously gone to see shows before with my family, I'll never forget the night that the Booster Club arranged a drama club trip to see an evening performance of Wicked right before summer vacation began. If memory serves... The show was about a year into its run, and unbeknownst to me at the time, uh, this show was slowly becoming part of the fabric of this great Broadway community, Uh, eventually more so than anyone probably could have envisioned when it debuted. Uh, So much stands out, seeing those bright lights up and down 8th Avenue, obviously, the big escalator inside the Gershwin that takes you up to the stage. Uh, Then, of course, once you're there, the music, the sets, the story, and of course, the characters and the amazing performers who bring them to life. It's a night that will always stand out to me. And uh, even as I've gone on to see it since with, you know, a greater understanding of the art behind it, you know, it's something that you'd never forget. It's just synonymous with this uh, with this medium. In many ways, you know, some of those early experiences at the theater are a lot like what you feel like when you walk into Yankee Stadium for the first time with your dad. Uh, the bonding, the history, the stories surrounding the night. It's all part of why I love what I get to do here so much as we try to bring these two worlds together as best we can. And, you know, with a little help from uh, some of the performers who make them both so special. I've said before that like in baseball, there's certain roles on Broadway that are just synonymous with prime real estate. None more so than the Witches of Oz. My guest today holds the distinction of being one of the longest tenured Glindas in the now storied franchise that is Wicked. They're essentially the Yankees of Broadway at this point. (laughs) (laughs) A longtime member of the show's touring cast in which she played Glinda, she made her Broadway debut in 2017 and took on the role in all-star caliber fashion for nearly a year and a half, cementing herself is part of the fabric of this very special place we call the Broadway. With that being said, if you'll please turn your attention to home plate, just be on the marquee. (laughs) Now batting, Amanda Jane Cooper. (gasps) (laughs) Hi, everybody. That was awesome. I'm glad you enjoyed it. You're so good. Wow, thank you for that. I you know, we it's a mix between profound and uh, you know, like I said, just trying to tie these two things together sometimes, you know, you, you, you start right. to look back on some of those memories, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's so formative. Um, I feel like I should sing, take me out to the ball game. Take me out to the... 
crowd. I don't know. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, that's it. That's <laughs> how it you. goes. You. <laughs> You've seen a seventh inning stretch or two in your. Game. I have. I have. I'm ter- I'm. I'm terrified of a baseball. Uh, you know, I was never really too too good at sports, but I understand the parallels, and I, I love it. I'm here for it. I love it. What do you have going on? I understand you're about to head off to Israel. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. My first time ever in that country. Um, I'm really excited. I'm going to be performing with Isaac Sutton, who is a singer performer over there. And um, we're doing four concerts all over the country, um, um, some in Tel Aviv, some in Jer- Jerusalem. And then I'm also teaching a master class over there as well, which I'm I'm excited to, to meet everybody. And um, yeah, just go to a place where there's so much rich. Um, spiritual history and um, yeah, so I'm I'm psyched for it. Now you said that you're going to teach a master class. So you're going to be working with kids. With uh, give me the age demographic. Um, the age demographic is um, like young adults. Um, it's not going to be too, uh, littles. I, I work with uh, with kids here in the city sometimes, and um, in my like private Skype and coaching, I, I have clients and students from all ages. But this is going to be more of a young adults crowd. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you like the coaching thing? Because there's a lot of baseball players like Alex Rodriguez, for example. Uh, This guy knew baseball inside and out, much like, you know, acting and singing inside out. Uh, who said that he would never want to be a manager. The the tediousness aspect of it just isn't something is a, that's appealing to him, even, as, mm. even though he's great at the craft and is really passionate about a new generation picking it up. Is that, you know, how, what's your take on all that? Well, I think there's a definitely like a special gifting for like the teachers who have changed my life. Oh my gosh. I just think they're like, they're like meant to do it. There's something so special. It's like they've just been gifted with this ability to like, call out the best in you, see the best in you, give you the language to kind of get there. And like, by no means am I comparing myself to my greatest teachers. What I'm trying, what I think I mean is like, um, I, I just, I love the craft of it. So if I can help, um, yeah, just encourage somebody or, or give somebody, um, feedback that's going to like help them take that, um, performance or audition to like the next level or just to ground it more. It's a privilege to be able to do that. But I do think for like full-time teachers and people who like that's their main vocation. Oh my gosh. I respect that so much. I don't, I, I don't know how their brains work like that and how their, 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 their talent is just like so unique. Um, so I don't consider myself like, you know, I'm, I'm not doing this full time, but, um, but I do love it. Just sparks such a light in me to watch a light bulb go off for somebody else, um, who loves the craft, uh, as well. So I love it. Now I have to tell you, you mentioned, you know, that you're not, did you say that you're not necessarily that comfortable around a baseball? Uh, oh my gosh. So it's like earlier. this tiny hard ball that like <laughs> goes 90 miles an hour. Oh, well, if Chapman's That's danger. Hold up. You know, Araldus Chapman, New York Yankees closer. Sure. Yeah. Now I, <laughs> now I do. He's kind of our mascot, but he throws 105 miles what? an hour. So yeah, turn that up a notch from the 90s. I didn't even know that was scientifically possible. <laughs> that is crazy. So it's funny. One thing I like to try to do is I like to make our guests feel comfortable here in terms of props or ambiance. Uh, you know, Ooh. sometimes I actually do have a couple baseballs here. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I do have the Yankee hat in front of me, obviously. Swag. It is kind of swag, isn't it? Very swag. And the other thing that I have here for the first time recording one of these shows, I'll, you know, in a couple of the Instagram photos that we have with our page, sometimes I'll do the show in a Yankee jersey. Yeah. And people ask me, what jersey you have on? What jersey you have on? And the answer is actually, it's a number 25 Yankee jersey, which could apply to Gleyber Torres. It could apply to Mark Teixeira. If you want to go all the way back to Giambi and Girardi, 25, a lot of great Yankees have worn that number. Uh, because you were coming here tonight, I... Went into the vault. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I pulled out something that I'm wearing for the first time doing this show. It is a, tell the folks at home. It is a number two. Okay. And, you know, to my understanding, you have a little bit of a connection to someone who is pretty synonymous with the number two around Yankee universe. Hey, you know, blessed. Uh, yeah, I think we're talking about Mr. Derek Jeter. The newly inducted Hall of Famer. That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's you get that title. Yes. Yes. I got to meet him. I think it was December 
2017. So it was right after, not right after, but like maybe six months after I started at the Gershwin. And he brought his students from his foundation called the Turn To Foundation, which is so awesome. Um, So basically the Turn To Foundation is a foundation that was started to motivate young people to turn away from drugs and alcohol and turn to healthy lifestyles. Um, And apparently when the foundation was born, Derek drew inspiration from his father's experience as a drug and alcohol abuse uh, counselor whose work had helped so many people overcome substance abuse. Also, funny enough, and I did my research, Al, okay, because I knew I was coming to see a baseball expert. (laughs) The name Turn 2 is symbolic of the dramatic double play made by infielders during a game. And then, of course, like, his number is number two. And he had a 20-year career with the New York Yankees. Um, so, yeah. So, anyway, I hope you're impressed with my research. I am. Even th- despite the Wikipedia description of a double play, they are actually pretty <laughs> spot on with it. Can be very dramatic. But go on. Oh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> so, he brought, I mean, I don't even remember how many. It must have been like at least a hundred students um, to see the show. And we were really fortunate to be able to do like a pre sort of talk back, like talk about our lives. Uh, myself and Ashley Parker Angel, who was playing Fiero at the time. And yeah, um, Derek M and his sister just could not have been more gracious. It was awesome. We got to speak to these kids for about 20, 25 minutes. And they just listened to like our life stories, which was super humbling that they wanted to to know. <laughs> um, yeah. So it was great to connect with them. And afterwards he was just so kind and took a bunch of pictures. And um, it was really, it was like, oh my gosh, I'm we're performing this tonight for Derek Jeter. Okay, let's go. As amazing as it is, as you know, as far as what he does with the foundation, I'm actually kind of more stoked that he came along with the kids because yes. he wanted to see Wicked. That's actually, that gets me stoked as a baseball fan and right. a Broadway fan. Like he wanted to see Wicked, but he also wanted to like be with the kids and like share that experience with them. And I just thought that was so cool. He really, he really, he showed up and he he's really, you know, hands-on and I think it's wonderful. So um, my uncle Keith, hey, shout out uncle Keith is a huge Yankees fan. And you know, I'm like, I, I have mad respect for the, for this sport. I Love sports, especially, you know, intermission. I call it halftime intermission sometimes. <laughs> you know, That's but good I, crossover terminology. Right. I like it. But I, and I have so much respect for these athletes. I just don't know a ton. Um, but anyway, he, my uncle, Keith, is like a massive fan. So <laughs> I was like, guess who I'm meeting tonight? And he was like, are you kidding me? So, um, yeah, I tried to soak it up for all of us. But uh, he was super gracious and uh, grateful. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I've always found your story really interesting. Um, You've described yourself as someone who was very shy as a kid growing up in Philly. What was it that made you find solace in musical theater? Such a good question. Um, Yeah, I was. I was a shy kid. But you know what? I think there's like maybe some people who like that's just their – that's their personality for life, you know, that maybe they're a little more on the shy side. Maybe they're more on the introverted side. And that's just – that's just like their given kind of maybe personality. But I think for me like the shyness really came from fear and insecurity and um, I don't know, just being like a little person in a big world. (laughs) And um, I – so I think when I when I found theater, which which was uh, in fifth grade when I was ten years old, I think it was like 
just, um, it was this freedom to kind of get my eyes off of my own fears. And it, it, it kind of thrust me into like, um, just a playground of like, okay, this is the task at hand. I'm playing this character. I, these are their lines. Okay. This is where I have to go. And it, and it, it uh, kind of jumping into being in somebody else's shoes gave me the freedom to kind of forget about myself for a little bit and forget about my own, like, I don't know, just fears and, um, uh, yeah, insecurities, I guess, even as like a 10 year old. So, um, and, and that word solace, you know, solace, when I think of that word, I think of like the word home, you know, and peace. And I definitely did find, um, I felt at home. I felt at home doing it. I was like, oh, wait, I like this. I, I'm having fun doing this. Um, yeah. And then just sort of the eggshell of my like personality just sort of crumbled off and I sort of came, stepped into what I think was the personality that I, I don't know, just sort of more extroverted, more curious, less fearful. Um, yeah. More joyful. Definitely. Like theater brought that out in me. Now, once you start to recognize that not only you have a passion for it, but obviously you're talented. I, I just want to bring up a baseball example here for you. Hey. Um, you have a lot of guys in the game who personality-wise aren't necessarily the most outgoing, uh, you know, as they come up through the system or even, you know, going back to high school and before that. They are, however, extremely competitive. You have to be to succeed in either baseball or Broadway. You know, despite your shyness, do you think you were wired that way, you know, as far as a competitive nature, or did it take you just some time to develop develop that? Mm. You know, okay. When I think of competition, I think the word that comes to mind for me is like passion and grit. Like I think when you love something, you just give yourself to it. Like if you love it, you give your time to it, you give your resources to it, you give your focus to it. Like you give your extracurricular activities to it, you know. And um, yeah, so I think. Uh, I think there's like maybe I guess like a little bit of competition just within your your own self to because uh, it's quite fulfilling artistically and personally to kind of like dig into your full potential and like really feel like you are kind of uh, I always like to use the term like um, I don't know man it's like when you have that feeling that you are just riding the current of the river that you you know like when you have when you're reaching your potential when you feel like you're like just doing, um, when you feel like you're excelling at something and just in your purpose, it really feels like, wow, I'm just like, I don't, it just, it just feels, um, yeah. When you love something, you, you give yourself to it. Um, so I, uh, I think I just loved it so much that I was like, it was less about, oh, let me compete with this other person because, you know, just like on a, on a baseball team, of course, like, a company of a show is is very much a team and you're working together to like achieve a common kind of mission or I guess win by the end of the night if you as it were um so it's like less kind of competition with people and more uh, like collaboration but definitely like that grit and that passion I think that I just you have to have as an athlete I think you also have to have as a stage athlete um not to be too nerdy but no a hundred percent a hundred percent. I just hit my microphone. I'm that floored okay by to, what you just said right now. I think it's it's so spot on in so many ways. I just yeah. I'm like, is it nerdy to call it a stage athlete? But you really kind of do start to feel like that. Eight shows a week, six days a week, keeping your body in top form. You know, there's a lot of self discipline that comes with um, that comes with with doing a show and um, you know carrying carrying out your your duties every week. So. Um, um, yeah, so I definitely see the parallels there. And you end up going to Carnegie Mellon, yeah. uh, which so obviously you were really good from a young age just to be able to, you know, get into a, a program as prestigious as that. Um, while you were there, you had the opportunity to meet Stephen Schwartz at a masterclass. Oh my gosh, Al, I did. <laughs> so what I, a gift. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's putting it lightly. I was, for the folks at home, Stephen Schwartz wrote the music and lyrics to Wicked, uh, and, you know, I guess while you had this master class, mm -hmm. you choose to sing popular for him. Oh, mm -hmm. So I just want to compare it like this. It's, that's like a Raldus Chapman is watching your bullpen session. And you tell him that you want to show him your fastball. Uh, a Raldus Chapman is kind of like the pioneer of the fastball. Stephen Schwartz is one of the pioneers of Broadway. 
That's a big <laughs> undertaking. How, what made you decide to do that? Tell us a little bit about oh that Oh my encounter. gosh. Uh, you know, thinking back, I was like, what else am I going to sing? You know, got to shoot your shot. <laughs> I think that's like a basketball term or something. I don't know. Hockey, basketball. Yeah, couldn't be yeah. either. Shoot your shot. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe hockey. Yeah. But um, I just, man, I loved Wicked. I saw it when uh, with the original company twice. Uh, you know, Philly being so close to New York. Thank you so much, mom and dad, for bringing me up to see the show twice. <laughs> um, and I just loved it so much. And I had so much respect for him. And it was the first time meeting. And I was like, well, what else am I going to sing? So I put on this pink dress and I was like, very nervous, but also very excited and just try to serve the peace. You know, I tried to not be like, oh, is he going to think I'm good? I just was like, okay, just do your job, you know, like just sing this, embody her and and just go for it. But it was definitely, it, yeah, it just it took a lot of a lot of focus. I was definitely really nervous, <laughs> but he was so gracious and I sang it and he, um, uh, he said, you know, I think you might I think you might play Glinda one day. And then I passed out. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I did not pass out. But I very much wanted to because I was like, oh my gosh, Mr. Stephen Schwartz is so kind and encouraging. Um, so yeah, that definitely that definitely caused me to continue to like work hard in school and just um, yeah, just my passion for and desire for that particular role really grew um from there. So you really started to visualize yourself as You know what's so funny? I did. Like back when I was in school and stuff, I literally would visualize like coming down from the bubble. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. Because I know visualization, like a lot of athletes use that for their their whatever plays they're gonna do. Like, um <laughs> no, guys, no. I am a sporty spice. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, listen to my sports knowledge. No, but I know that they do visualize, right, to go over, like, what they're going to do with excellence or something. And I don't know. I just – I dreamt of it, and I visualized uh, coming down from that bubble. So then when it happened, I was like, this is crazy and such a gift. It's so funny. Anytime you watch like a big game, like a World Series game or something like that, and guys hit a walk-off home run or get the game-winning hit, Ooh. that's one of the first things they say, though. It's like you're playing baseball in the backyard, and that's what you're thinking about with your wiffle ball bat or your, you know, your wooden baseball bat. Yeah. It's like, hey, I right, that, this is what you dream about as a kid. And obviously, mm -hmm. you know, you grew, you and I grew up around this around the same time, you know, right when Wicked started to get popular. Yeah, um, <laughs> no pun intended. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I can't imagine, you know, having someone like Stephen Schwartz tell you that. I, that's going to stick with you and just, you know, like that Ooh. fire under you. That's amazing. Definitely, definitely. I, I to this day, and I will continue to say it. I'm just so thankful to him for really changing the course of my life by believing in me at such a young age. And um, and trusting me with with her so young, yeah. Now, did you guys stay in touch after college? Because not long after you graduated, you end up in the touring production of Wicked. So interestingly, my first audition for um, for Wicked was April before I graduated. Um, was it for the Broadway company? It, I forget what company it was for. I'm, it probably, I think it was maybe for the tour. Maybe it was like a general uh, call. I, um, I don't know. I mean, I had an appointment and went in, but I actually, I mean, it was like a decade ago, so I don't <laughs> remember exactly what company it was for, but um, but I went in and then graduated, and then my next audition was like October, and then I had maybe a series of like four or five uh, auditions, and, and within that was a work session over at the Gershwin. I remember working on some of the music and just, you know, polishing the audition up so that as, as more people watched it each time I went in, there were like more people behind the table um, that, yeah, we were just like working it out to make it the best audition that it could be, um, which was which was so fun. And then, yeah, I got the call January of 2011 to say, hey, you know, First National, Glinda, let's do this thing. And I was just so floored and so excited. Um, but yeah, to answer, what was, what was your initial um, – Am I answering what your question? I, I was I'm more so asking if uh, you had stayed in touch. In and touch, if that had right? Anything. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Well, he because Stephen had said, you know, send your materials to Telsey, uh, which is the casting office that casts like everything, um, including Wicked, um, and or I guess I should say they cast a lot, um, including Wicked, and. So I was like the biggest nerd, and I sent them my headshot with 
my resume, of course, uh, and a pink cover letter <laughs> with stars and hearts and glitter. I am not kidding you. I was full out, no marking. I was like sending this letter with so much intentionality <laughs> of like, please see me for Glinda. But I was like, hello, Mr. Sh- you know, Stephen Schwartz like, told me to send my materials to you. Uh, and so, yeah, then the ball started rolling for those auditions. And, um, and yeah, he was always just like, in in my corner and such a such a generous champion so you know there's often a big adjustment for players in baseball who have to adapt to big league life you know all the travel being away from their families yes uh you know how did the touring experience treat you Oh, gosh. Well, you know, I've been really blessed to be able to tour twice, um, once on the first national tour and once on the second national tour. The first time I went out on tour, I was 22 years old. I had never done eight shows a week before. So it was kind of like being shot out of a cannon in the best way, but also like in a very challenging way. Um, just the stamina, the the discipline, just learning what my body needed to be able to show up um, well and, and all of that. And also, you know, I'm 22. I'm just like fresh out of college. So dealing with like personal, um, uh, stuff as well. I'm pretty like open about my journey, um, uh, that quite a bit happened in those four and a half kind of years between both tours. Uh, I moved to LA and just had a huge life change really. Um, and then the second time that I went out on tour, which was with the second national tour, I was 20, how old was I by then? Probably 26 or something, I think. Um, And that time around was just so different. First of all, I was out there for twice the amount of time. Praise God. Um, So much had happened in those four years uh, between the first and second time. I grew grew so much as a woman, as a person, as just a child of God, just like really just surrendering my life um, because before I had had definitely – I had put the wrong things in the, in the in the spot of God in my heart. You know, I put success there. I put relationships. I put substances there. I just was like, what is my identity? Like, if I can get this job, that means that I made it. That means that I matter. Um, and, yeah, I just – I wasn't, like, rightly kind of uh, prioritizing, um, um, yeah, the things that really – yeah, I dealt with a I dealt with a lot. I dealt with an eating disorder in college that kind of crept over into my time um, as a young performer, and was just making a lot of self destructive choices and acting out and rebelling and like just doing all the things like I really as I I never thought I would do. But then I was like, oh, okay, we're here. Like we're doing this. This is my life. I was just really exhausted by it. Um, and so, in during my time in LA, um, I met a woman who is like a mentor to me to this day, um, who just introduced me to the person of Jesus. And, um, yeah, I got baptized in 2013 and just said, okay, God, like I've been trying to do this life by myself and I'm in a whole lot of funk. Um, I don't think I want to do it by myself anymore. (laughs) I'm ready. So, um, yeah. So coming back to the tour with like, uh, a stronger foundation of, of identity, um, um, and just like, uh, of having a, just a foundation of love, um, was, was awesome. I want to talk about the adversity that you've overcome just a little bit. Uh, was there like a certain rock bottom moment that made you realize, Hey, I've got to change something because you know, so, so many guys who come up through baseball and I, and I speak more in terms of baseball than I do Broadway sometimes because I played baseball. Um, Mark Teixeira, for example, you, you might know him, three-time all-star world champion for the Yankees. Uh, he once said, you know, how, you know, he was a highly touted first round draft pick out of Georgia tech, which is like the Carnegie melon of the baseball world. Okay? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he, you know, fifth overall pick in the first round, he comes up to the major leagues. He hit 188 his first month. Uh, and you know, Years after, once he became a perennial all-star, he kind of revealed that he didn't just turn it on. There was mm-hmm. an aha moment. He's like, he looked in the mirror one day as he was struggling. He's like, damn it, I'm so selfish. What mm-hmm. is wrong with me? If I put all of my hopes and my dreams and my aspirations, my happiness towards baseball and mm-hmm. what I'm doing on the field, which, you know, for you, you're, you know, when you're going out to LA, you know, you're still working on your profession. You're working on your craft. Mm-hmm. If you do that, You'll be disappointed on a daily basis. Mm. 
you could get three hits, for example, in baseball. You get your first three at-bats, and if you pop out with the bases loaded in the ninth inning to end the game, the crowd is going to boo you. Hmm. So he has gone on to talk about, you know, you know, going back to that selfishness, being short with people, he he needed to make a change as a person mm. and not because it was going to make him a better baseball player. And once he did, you know, he found faith and he's talked about, you know, how it made him better on the baseball diamond because he was happier off the field. What was it about, you know, about mm. where you were in your your life's journey that made you want to make that that change? Mm, such a good question. Um I feel like what I discovered was like everybody worships something. Um, now you didn't, you weren't practicing no. as a kid. Uh, oh well, yeah. Like we, I went to church as a kid, yeah. But I don't, I don't think. Um, I just uh, whether it wasn't, uh, it was because uh, you know my my ears were too closed to the message, or like just my heart like wasn't open to the full message of the gospel of like forgiveness and freedom and and renewal and. Um, uh, yeah, that I, I think later in my life, I realized like, wow, I'm like worshiping other things that inevitably are unstable in their nature, you know, like, um, I think in culture a lot, like we worship like money, status, uh, career, uh, and, uh, any, any number of different things. And I found that when I placed my eyes on, um, the creator that um, I was able to um, love people better, um, to uh, just have uh, a joy that wasn't dependent on circumstances um, in in the physical realm, um, a peace that like passed all understanding. Um, and man, this is a journey. It's like I I I just need God every day. Like I, this is it's not like okay, snap. Now you have it all figured out. Like it's definitely a journey, and I'm constantly learning. Um, but yeah, just that it was just misplaced worship that just leaves you empty. Like at the end of it, and I was grateful at at 22 to realize um, and to just be so exhausted by a lot of the choices that I had made. I was grateful that I had that realization at 22 rather than at like 44. Um, and it was really hard. And you're, to your question of like, was there a rock bottom moment? Oh my gosh. There's a Rolodex of moments that I probably should have gotten out sooner, but I just, I just was so, I was just so caught up in my destruction and like just kind of my funk. Um, and, you know, it's funny because, like, everything was, like, kind of fine on the outside. Um, but and, – and a lot of this stuff was hidden, you know. So it just came, kind of came to, a, uh, to, came to a head when I was, like, I actually – even though it kind of is okay on the outside, this is, this is, this is not how I want to live for the rest of my life. I was just tired. I was tired. <laughs> so I'm grateful for that exhaustion, you know, to just be like, all right, my hands are up. Like I, I need help. So yeah, I'm grateful to, to just have like that personal relationship with God, you know, where, um, yeah, where I can just get my kind of, uh, any, any kind of affirmation, wisdom, like peace, joy, all of that from, from a vertical relationship versus like trying to, um, have a, the things that are, horizontally aligned, like fulfill me. So yeah, it makes just, it makes me as a, as a person more fulfilled and therefore in the work, like I can bring more of a fullness, you know, I'm not like, I'm depending on this for my entire happiness, you know, <laughs> yeah. cause you, then you get really hard on yourself and then all this stuff. But like, I'm like, all right, I'm going to create, like God is a creator. I think he's created me to create. I'm a creator of a place of joy grace because listen, I'm not perfect, you know, in life. And also like in this performance, I almost just spilled my water. Actually, <laughs> as I was talking about not being perfect, I Amanda, literally almost spilled all over the microphone. Oh I'm God. usually the one that does that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so animated right now. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. So yeah, it definitely, and it got, you know, I think when some of the, the personal funk is not like the, 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 uh, the forefront as much, there's just more room to, um, yeah, for the work in a really genuine way. So yeah, it was so cool to come back four and a half years later to have experienced a little bit more life and just come into it with fresh eyes, like new eyes, new and 
intention and perspective. So it was really, really awesome. And not to mention that I got to do the show again with like a lot of my beloved castmates that I had already done it with, which was so full circle. So it was, it was a gift. Being in that great place that you were spiritually and mentally, did you notice any difference? Like, you know, when you're performing popular or for good or something like that, what's that like? Oh, wow. Like, you know, being having such a clear head, whereas, you know, maybe before you didn't, I, I've always, yeah, I'm curious about that. Yeah. And also, you know, I mean, our pre, as humans, like our prefrontal cortex doesn't even like develop until we're 25 years old. So I think also like I had more, that's the, that's a part in the brain that, that kind of has to do with self-awareness. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> for sure as a 25 year old or 26, you know, I was like a little more just self-aware in my, uh, I guess, I guess work. And I mean, yeah, there was just, there was a new joy, honestly, there was a new joy about going out there every night and just having, um, a, an organic, like connected experience, not only with my castmates, but also just, uh, in my spirit, you know? And I think that that definitely translates, um, at least it did for my own sanity and, and enjoyment of it, you know? So yeah. And definitely like during for good, um, Gosh, that song is so moving. Oh, every night just hearing sniffles from the audience, you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I get to do this. Like, because it all, it, we all can relate to that person who has come into our life and changed us for the better. Um, yeah. So every night I would, you know, be thinking whether it was my family or my friends or, you know, God, um, and also the woman standing right across from me who I've had so many fabulous alphabets. So, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's praise God. I mean, honestly, it's just grace. Um, so yeah, I'm just grateful to be walking in a whole heck of a lot more freedom. So, and just getting ready too for the, for the responsibilities that were to come, you know, like I think it was so purposed that time in LA where I was working on TV and film. It was really fun, but, and I also got to just kind of dig into a lot of healing, do go to counseling, um, and, uh, make a lot of progress there so that when I came to the tour and I came to Broadway, it was just, um, such a, such a, such an, it's just an alive experience. <laughs> Now, before we head off to Broadway, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, it's time for the seventh inning stretch. Stay tuned. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Now, Amanda, this is a really fun segment here on Break a Bad. Are you familiar with the seventh inning stretch? Yeah. You know, you get up and stretch your legs. That's what it, maybe go get some peanuts, maybe get a, some water, maybe go to the bathroom, maybe talk to your friends. You have a know. very accurate perception of what this is, but let's not forget you're a player on Broadway. You're a player on the field. So this is <laughs> your chance, yes, to stay loose, but to stay loose in the batting cage. Take hey. a few swings, except instead of swinging at baseballs, we're going to have you swing at some trivia questions. Okay, here we go. All right. So here's the deal. Half baseball, half Broadway. Uh, you get enough of them right, you can join what we call the winner circle here at Break a Bat with some <gasps> pretty exclusive company. Oh my gosh, I want to be a winner. Yeah, th- we've had some good ones. You know, I'm 
Robin Herder's one, Kate Rockwell. I oh. hope you'll fare better than Al Dukes did last week. Um, oh, we, no. <laughs> we made it through five. And he, again, he's executive producer of the Boomer and Geo show at CBS Sports Network. We made it through five questions. The one that he got right was about whether 101 Dalmatians was ever on Broadway. So I, I, I'd i like to think that you'll do a better job than him. All right. We'll see. <laughs> no promises. I'm going to try my best, though. I was going to break my chops over that. All right. In L. Frank Baum's original novel, mm-hmm. Linda was not the good witch of the North. She was the good witch of the <laughs> South. That is correct. <laughs> yes, yes, it that's correct. Fantastic. Okay, you're one for one. I didn't know that until I started to put this episode together, by the way. <laughs> oh my gosh. If a batter has a full count, what is the pitch count? <sighs> If a batter, okay, if a batter has a full count. Yeah, so which imagine meaning, yourself in the batter's box, you're facing a pitcher. Yeah. And he's throwing you pitches. If the count is suddenly full. Okay, that means that you only have one more chance or else you're out. Technically, yes. Okay, so doesn't that, like, is the number like five? So there's a certain number of balls and there's a certain number of strikes. Okay. Oh, three strikes, you're out. Unfortunately, you did not get that question right. I'm My gonna have fiance to be stri- is going to be so here. sad. Okay, it's three balls and two strikes. So Wait, if, what? So listen you only get two. Okay, because three strikes, you're out. You're out. So yeah. there's only really two, and then the third one. Yeah. So the like, third strike, you're going to the bench. But if you have three oh. balls, you're one ball away from a walk. Okay. So that means that if the pitcher throws it outside or two inside. Um, and you have good plate discipline as a batter, then you could take first base. Okay. But obviously then the third strike, you'd, you know, Great. you'd be striking out. Guys, I got to get, I got to get on this. All right. All right. We got a couple more questions, knowledge. right? <laughs> Andrew, will you help me with, can I call a friend? Can we I call, can I call a fiance? Brittany, you want to be a lifeline tonight? <laughs> <laughs> yes. We need you, Brittany. Okay. Some of the friends that here at Break a Bat do know who Brittany is. Wait, so the answer, wait, okay. Sorry. The, what was the answer? Three balls, two Three strikes. Three balls, is a two full strikes. Count. Okay. Yep. Brittany, I'm coming for you. I need, I need your help, girl. Okay. (laughs) All right, here's your next one. Maybe more your speed. Unlimited, my future is unlimited. This musical passage appears several times throughout Wicked with slightly different lyrics. Yeah. Which song does it not appear in? Defying Gravity, For Good, The Wizard and I, and Thank Goodness. It doesn't, ooh, ooh, okay, wait a second. You just threw me a, haha, curveball. I did. I don't think it, wait, hang on. Does it, is it, is it like a subtle thing in Thank Goodness? Wait, don't tell me. Um, Because it definitely is in For Good because it starts with I'm limited. And then, of course, it is definitely in Wizard and I. It's definitely in Defying Gravity. It's not in Thank Goodness. I would have known that. I sang it a lot. That is correct. <laughs> but I, I, didn't, I didn't know if it was like subtle, you know? Okay, okay. You got it. You Thank got you. it. All right, so you're two for three right now. Araldus Chapman was a member of the 2016 Yankees before being traded to which team to end their 108-year World Series drought? Oh, oh, I know this because it was a huge deal. Um, and it was Chicago, right? And it was the team is called um, the Chicago. Oh gosh, guys, this is going to be bad because I might say like one of the wrong animal. <laughs> um, it was the Chicago. It was the Cubs. That is correct. Woo! <laughs> I almost said Bears. <laughs> and, and you know the story has a happy ending for everyone because Chapman did come back to the Yankees, oh, and, and that was a sick World Series. I don't that know if was you saw that one. I mean, but. people were like. So emotional. It was incredible. And A-Rod was in the booth for it, which was like really fun for me, obviously, because my Yankees didn't even make the playoffs that year. Honestly, what gets me is like the emotion of it, the stories behind it. That's why like, oh my gosh, in the finals of stuff, I'm just like, oh my gosh, how are their, what are their parents thinking right now? Like they raised (laughs) them and they got them to this, you know what I mean? Like I get so invested in the stories and then I honestly root for like both teams because I empathize with like both of them wanting to, wanting it so bad. Okay. Anyway, next question. I'm not wired that way as much. I don't like, see, that's the thing. If the Yankees are playing someone, it's like yeah. beat the crap out of them. Oh you know? man. Well, you're loyal. You're loyal. I'm just a fair weather, like, you know, you're I just good. want everybody to win. <laughs> Everyone to be happy. Yeah. Now, here's your next and last Broadway question. Oh my gosh. Okay. 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 
Now, much like Linda, there's a rich lineage of alphabas in Wicked. Yes. Which of the following actresses has not taken on the role either on Broadway or the show's national touring production? Okay, which actor has not done it? Okay. Kennedy Coggle, Leslie Margarita, Carmen Cusack, or Rachel Tucker? I'm fans of all those ladies, but I know that's Leslie. That is correct. But I want her to play it. <laughs> she needs to play it. She is amazing. Oh my gosh. Now, I'll give you a little hint here on this last baseball question. If you get it right, you win the prize. Oh my gosh. Okay. We may have alluded to this earlier. Um, which New York Yankee all-star has been likened to Elphaba by the baseball and Broadway community for his ability to defy velocity with his record-setting fastball. Okay, is this the guy that did like 105 yes. miles per hour? And you to- you kind of hit- helped me earlier because you told me his name. And now I'm forgetting. Oh, man. Um, is he like still playing? He is. Uh, he also helped end the Cubs World Series curse. Oh, which man. Which might have been hinted at earlier. Oh. He's made six All-Star games. He... Holds that record for velocity. Is it like a? Is it like an interesting name? He he has been mentioned several times on this show tonight, and several times on the show before when <laughs> oh, the casting shoot. brothers are here. His, his name is this? Is it the guy that whose name starts with A? Yes, it is. Yes, it Wait, starts with the letter it's, A. It's like oh, it's, but it's like a very interesting not. It is an interesting name, typical name. It. It, the first name, even if you can give us the last name, we'll accept the oh, answer. Gosh, it starts with an A. Um, and then is the last name a C? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yes, yes. You guys, okay, but I got the initials. You're getting closer. Guys, I'm just trying to convince them to give me the prize. <laughs> um, a, oh gosh, Al- Alistrad or something? <laughs> what? Al, um, I don't know, a lot. There's a lot of emphasis on this question tonight, folks. There is. is. <laughs> I mean, feel free to like speed our voices up so that it's like faster. Um, oh gosh, um, a lot. I don't know. Honestly, like Alondis, Alondis Chapman. What what did you just say? What's Chapman? That is correct. Oh my gosh. You got it. Oh First of all, the name Alondis is amazing. Let's just start calling him that now. I know, oh my gosh. I'm so excited. I can't believe it. You helped me though. Yeah. You helped me, but that's kind of a miracle that I said Chap some man. Are right, you remember now? You no, say, not his first name. Okay, Araldis Chapman. Oh, Araldis. I didn't know there was an R in it. I fr- I thought it was like Alondis, but it's <laughs> Araldis. Okay, Araldis, if you listen to this, I'm very sorry that I did not know how to say your name. I hope he does listen to it. Me it too. would be great to have him on the show. Yes. And if he ever comes, we will be happy to have you back I'll in studio. I'll be a surprise guest. That would be awesome. Or I'll be like Ellen where they, like you like scare your guest. I'll like <laughs> scare him or something. Well, what is this? Uh, this is a little prize that we're going to give you to as you enter the winner circle. Oh okay? my gosh! I am so everybody loves a winner. I am rocking out to this right now. Keep going. <laughs> uh, what is this? This is your official uh, Chapman on Broadway long sleeve T-shirt. Wow! With the uh, little Break a Bat logo on the bat oh here. Oh my gosh! Bat, and it's yeah. even like my. Is it really? Is, you're small. Perfect. Yes. There you go. Oh Have it. Gosh. It's all yours. It's so cute. I love a navy. Thank you so much. The, I am so excited. This, I didn't know I was going to get like merch. Oh, well, you know what? This is our way of welcoming you to the baseball and Broadway community. Thank you so much. Brittany, if you want the medium I also brought, I'm happy to give you one as well. Brittany. Alan has one. Dory, Ashley Williams. Uh, uh, we can Al be Dukes. twinning. <laughs> That's good company. K Rock. Well, yeah, this is good. Now you, you could join the club too. I'm always hey. happy to bring in more people. Oh my gosh. Thank you guys. You're very welcome. And I didn't even have to phone a friend. I could have phoned you. <gasps> I could have phoned Brittany. I don't, have, I don't know how to answer any of this. <laughs> She's humble. Oh. She's humble, folks. Now, you mentioned coming full circle with Wicked um, and, you know, coming to Broadway finally. What was it like making your Broadway debut? Al, I was shaking like a leaf. <laughs> I will tell you what. I did the show many times on tour. Many times, you know? It's like, all right, it's in my body. We're going to go do it on the Broadway stage. Why am I doing this voice? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, um, so I literally, like, you know, you, you fly down from the bubble, and you're holding the wand. And I literally was like, I'm going 
to drop the wand because I'm shaking so much and my hands are sweaty. And I was like, why am I so nervous? But I think it's just when we get nervous, it just means we care. So I was like, all right, grace, grace, grace. This just means you care. Just say your lines. <laughs> Give yourself to this as much as you can. And by the end, I was like, honestly, I literally don't know what just happened, but now we're taking our bows. So hopefully it was good. <laughs> um, but it was really special because my family was in the audience and so that was just like, they have been with me through this whole journey and I love them so much. And so that was the most meaningful part. And it was very steadying too, because I was like, I know that at least, you know, four of these people <laughs> really want me to do great. <laughs> now you had a reputation for being a leader within your cast. And I think that speaks to the importance of leadership, both on and off the stage, if you want to be successful as a team. You know, Jeter was a great example of that. He obviously had a really important role on the field for the Yankees. Uh, you know, heavily dictated by his talent, much like you have a lot of talent as well. But as you may know, he was actually the Yankee captain for most of his career. And the team really fed off the culture he helped create in the clubhouse once they took the field every night. Did you notice any change in the culture around, you know, a, an empire like that? That is wicked once you brought your own unique energy and leadership to the cast? Couple things. First of all, so blessed to have entered a culture that was already thriving. So it was a winning culture. It was a winning culture. About. You know, okay. yes. Like, and you know, this show has been open since 2003. And it's um, just an incredible, incredible company of people. So I had the privilege of walking in to like an already really established, respectful, like hardworking fun group of people. Um, I was also there, you know, in a long running show, I was replacing. And so I, I wanted to definitely honor the person. It was Carol Lindsay. I love her so much. We went to school together. Um, oh. and just like honoring her as, as this like amazing woman. And then, yeah, just coming in and being myself. I really tried, tried to, um, just kind of enter the workspace every day with, um, energy, kindness, um, like fun. Um, and I will say one of the most meaningful gifts I've ever been given was, um, I, I'm a huge fan of this company called the giving keys, which is based out in LA. They, um, employ people who are transitioning out of homelessness to, um, uh, uh, what's the word? Not engrave, but, um, stamp, um, keys with different words. It's very cool. And then the key goes on a necklace. It looks like very fashion forward. Um, but it's really meaningful because you can choose whatever word you feel like you want to embody more of, whether it's like breathe or love or believe. Um, um, I mean, just uh, so many, just beautiful, beautiful words. And so I asked the cast like, hey, what um, what word do you want to grow in? Like individually, like what word do you want to grow in? And um, I was just grateful to like work with the giving keys and make, make sure that everybody got a key. And one of my most favorite gifts that I've ever been given was, this was actually at the end of the second national tour when I was closing my time there. It was a journal uh, from every single person talking about how they have grown in their word, how they have like learned um, about themselves in the context of that word, how that word has like shaped them. And I sobbed like a baby because it was just such a privilege to like not just do uh, know them professionally, but also have a deeper level of a personal relationship, um, with people. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I just tried to, you know, just serve the story, serve the audience, um, and just, and just do my part in a, in a, you know, a, really a small part in a, in a massive, I, I don't want to say machine, but like, you know, there's just so many people whose jobs are essential every single night. Like all of us, uh, or just come and we we all make the show happen together. And so I just tried to do my part, uh, you know, with with goodness. Oh ah. my gosh. <laughs> and goodness knows. Yes. Wow, nice play of words there. You know, Al, I had to. Yeah, it's all good. To. But I love that company. Like it's honestly such a privilege. Uh, the touring companies and the company here, just just good, just great people. With all the success you've had, do you ever visualize what you think could be next in your career or anything that you're hopeful of? Back to visualizing. 
Um, Guys, they made a joke. It was supposed to be funny. <laughs> okay. Nobody wants I had a smile on my face. I wanted to let you have the floor. I know. That was really generous of you. It is so generous. Um, <laughs> but yes, visualize praying um, for this future. You know, I'm so excited. Actually, you guys, I am, am. I have a new role coming up. This is a new thing that not a lot of people, well, actually a lot of people know now. But I'm going to be stepping into the role of Mrs. Andrew Bell um, starting pretty soon. I'm planning a wedding to my love. Um, oh, yes. Yes, yes. He's is, amazing. That's the, the ultimate lead role. Yeah. Answer to my prayers. Like he is, guys, he's amazing. Just like anybody out there who's listening, just like don't settle. <laughs> I Listen, as a 29-year-old uh, single male in New York City, I have, I have learned as much. I'm yeah. just grateful. I'm grateful. And also like, you know, don't settle within yourself too, because obviously we got to work on, you know. We got to like refine that character for ourselves, you know, <laughs> so that we can meet our match. Anyway, he is incredible. And so that is kind of the next big project. But, um, yeah. and I'm so excited to step into marriage. I think it's so important. I've been learning just about prioritizing my personal private life um, as well as a career, you know, like to have a, have a full um, life. And I'm just grateful to get to do it with him. And I, and I, I love you, Andrew. Okay, moving on. <laughs> That's a great horizon, for all the mushies. Um, But then also just a dream to lead my. My own sitcom. Um, that's just I would love. I got I got some ideas. I got some ideas up in this little brain. Um, and then yeah, I would love to record an album. I would love to originate a role on Broadway. And um, I'm just excited. I'm just excited to see what um what God has in store. And yeah, I just want to be a good steward of the gifts that I've been given. So whatever that looks like, we'll see. We're excited too. Thank you. Now, before we wrap, one last quick game. Uh, we're gonna play a little thing. We're going to do a little thing that we call fastball derby. I'll ask you a few questions really quick, and you just say the first thing that comes to your head. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> All right, cake or pie? Cake. Beach Boys or Beatles? Beach Boys. What's your favorite Beach Boys song? Um, um, something about surfing. Surfing USA. All right. Uh, oh, I'll just, I'll just judge that so hard. And honestly, I just like you, just picked the first one. I didn't. I didn't even like really answer that question. They're both great. Okay. Ask permission or beg for forgiveness. Oh my gosh. Well, well, both because you don't want to be a hot mess and just do something that's disrespectful. Sometimes you gotta ask permission, but inevitably, because we are flawed, we are gonna have to ask for forgiveness, and that is a good thing to do is to ask for both when you need to. Favorite New York City meal? Guys, I just got a slice of pizza on my way here. No shame. Just, I love that cheap pizza. Yeah. But if we're talking fancy, I really love beauty in Essex. Oh, I like, I went there for my birthday a couple oh of years gosh, ago. Oh my gosh, oh, that's great. I love, so nice. <laughs> I love that place. Yeah, but it's like behind a, it's like a The one downtown, secret. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that spot. Yeah, it's so good. Most embarrassing onstage moment? Oh my gosh, I totally forgot my lines while I was coming down the Kiyomako stairs in like at the, at the end right before <laughs> for good. <laughs> and I just stared so blankly and I was like in the white room of just like totally forgetting, but we saved it and it was fine. But it was, it was kind of, it was kind of embarrassing. I hope nobody noticed too much, but. <laughs> Your three dream dinner guests aside from me, Chris and Scotty. Oh my gosh. That is such a good question. Obviously it would be you guys. Thank you. Um, three <laughs> dream dinner guests. Oh my gosh. Okay. I have just like, some just like powerhouse ladies that I really look up to in life. Um, I'm just gonna say like uh uh Christine Kane, who's like an author and a speaker. I love her so much. I'm gonna say like Bernadette Peters. And then I'm also gonna say like I want Andrew to be there because yeah. he's my favorite and I wanna see him some more. So I'm gonna go to dinner with him too. Sounds like a fun dinner party. I think so. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, best piece of advice anyone ever gave you. Oh, wow. God is faithful. Yeah. That's awesome, Amanda. And listen, I'm so happy that you came on the show today. And uh, this was a fun one. I enjoyed this and I learned a lot too. Oh so my gosh, really me cool. too. Oh my, this was so fun. Thank yeah. you for having me. You know what? I think we we got a home run here with this episode. Oh, absolutely. You just I, got a home. <laughs> what is that? Is that the right term? That is the right term. I know. You, just, I, you, yeah, you it. hit yeah. it out of the park, Al. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. I, I Listen, I enjoyed having you here, and uh, you're a really great hitter. And um, Thank 
you. Yeah, hopefully you enjoy. Uh, you know, hopefully you enjoy this upcoming baseball season. Watch some Chapman. You know, that's get right. Now he and I, we're, we're buddies now. <laughs> Amazing. Well, this is Al Malafrante signing off from the Broadway Podcast Network. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Break a Bat. This is produced by the fine folks at the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit and subscribe at bpn.fm slash breakabat. You can find me online at break underscore a underscore bat underscore podcast. And you can also find the Broadway Podcast Network on Instagram at Broadway Podcast Network. It's been so great having you here with us today, and we'll see you next time. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.